Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Finding your perfect home was hard. But thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash podcast. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash podcast. Hello, welcome to this content podcast. And it may or may not surprise you that on this pod, we have Armaduck Quack, a man who's been on the pod quite a few times, but more recently has got controversial because... Having opposed leaks and spoken out against them in the past, he's decided to share them and in many cases be the first to do so. Uh, I wanted to get him on having spoken about it last week and hear his side of this debate conversation, which has certainly uh, rumbled on and uh, continued over the last week or so. Now, leaks are getting increasingly detailed and increasingly early. But I can promise you on this podcast, there will not be any spoilers. We will, though, discuss leaks more generally in depth. We'll talk about how they come about, uh, what has motivated the leaks and the ecosystem behind it, as well as talking about how this might be resolved, what EA needs to do, will they do it, and plenty more. We'll also be covering our usual pound-for-pound powerhouses, the market, when to buy, things like that, and the lukewarm reaction to the latest promo, which has been versus Ice and Fire. Plenty to get into then, so let's get these intros done quickly. Edge Apes FIFA, YouTube legend, welcome to the pod. Hello, Ben. Happy to be on. Great to have you. And up next, we have the people's champion, or the man of the people, as he seems to have become known, DJ FIFA player. Welcome. Hiya, Ben. Thanks for having me on again. Looking forward to it. Great to have you. And next up, as mentioned, we do have I'm a Duck Quack. Thank you very much for coming on and looking forward to getting into this with you. It is a pleasure. It's going to be fun today, isn't it? It's going to get messy. (laughs) It may well do, yeah. And and let's start off with something not very messy, just to intro leaks generally. People on foot social media, keeping up with foot content, will probably have seen leaks and there is that impact. But even, DJ, for people who aren't actually on social media, you can still be impacted by leaks because of the effect it has on the market. And 
I suppose it is awkward for a player such as yourself to be across this all the time and to protect your coins and all the things that you want to do as a foot player because of leagues having an impact. Yeah, and that, that, that's what the, where the challenge comes. I think, one, you lose that excitement because I actually quite enjoyed not knowing what was coming. And then that community, and especially amongst the group of players that are interested in it, quickly analysing and sharing information and trying to get on top of it and just trying to understand, but also knowing that everybody got that information at exactly the same time. Whereas now, the the, the, the sheer volume of leaks and how early it's coming in, if you're not staying on top of that, you could be losing hundreds of thousands of pounds on the value of your team and you have no idea why um, uh, because other people are way ahead. That's... One of the big frustrations with it, I suppose, are the three frustrations. You lose that anticipation and that enjoyment and that that shared moment of it being released and everyone having the same information. The fact that you then risk missing out if you're not ahead of the curve with everybody else and can can actually you know be punished from your, your in-game value. Um, and then I suppose the third bit that gets a little um, frustrating is that the community writes better promos than they'll ever be. Yeah. Um, so as soon as you release, you know, a little bit of the information, the promos that get imagined by people in the time before they're released will always lead to disappointment because it'll, they'll never, either for the power curve, so in this recent one, there was a lot of speculation that it would be five-star or uh, weak foot or five-star skill moves across all of the, the two options in the versus promo. Well, they're never going to do that because actually when you looked at it in the cold light of day, you realised that, that the power curve with that sort of quality of player release this early would be destroyed. But that doesn't mean stop you being disappointed when it is released and it doesn't match up to the hype that's been created in the gap so you almost get you almost instead of getting the excitement of a new promo the new promo becomes a disappointment when it's dropped yeah of course and we can then turn that to duck and say well look at this this is what leaks do and what is your view on leaks in general i know actually initially um when you've been on the pod before was that you didn't like them at all the initial stance and i guess like deep down the stance is still the same that leaks ruin hype for the game that they shouldn't be around and the game is a lot better and a lot more exciting without leaks like this the base stance to them still exists even if my approach and actions have most definitely taken a turn yeah we should say that isn't necessarily because there are now leaks where there weren't before leaks have been around for a long long time one of the questions for the podcast last week was saying you had jamie for economist on and he spoke about how frustrating leaks are from all different perspectives, to be honest, and having gone to work on the content team and knowing him, I've no doubt that would be pretty much his opinion. Still, in fact, if anything, having this stuff spoiled to some extent is probably even worse than it was before. But that's kind of beside the point. My point was, and we'll talk about EA a bit more later, this is something that's been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, leaks have definitely been here since the very start, whether it was kept very low-key between like one employee and a few mates or just a few big accounts. They've been here and everybody everybody who's anybody in the community i can almost put money on them having received a message with leaks at some point mm. before it become mainstream or into the public eye so to speak you know i'm gonna go way throw back here the old school old school leak used to be who ksi was gonna do a video on <laughs> as like a review <laughs> and people would try to go out and buy all those cards on the market and then price fix them because as soon as KSI would do a review, the price would just fly. Mm. On those and no cars. price ranges back then either. So it was a no <laughs> price ranges. <laughs> Sounds incredibly horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's an important point to make about trading, really, isn't it? Because actually, that is what has driven a huge amount of leaks over the years. Yep. And it's become such 
a big part of things like training patrons to some extent, certain patrons certainly. And it's an important point to make because Duck, you of course run a trading patron, a successful one, and those embedded in the trading scene and with a certain profile will be seeing these leaks and probably have been for quite yeah. some time. Like through one person or another, it's there's been leaks coming to me for years now. And like I said before, most people at the top would have either received them or very easily been able to have found out for years. And we saw that for mm. years, like big accounts have been leaking stuff and all of that kind of thing. Right. And these trading patrons are people's livelihoods, essentially. So they're going to take every step to try and ensure that patrons uh, success and I guess leaks are going to be a significant part of that, which does seem kind of questionable, essentially monetizing leaked information. Well, yeah, other patrons, a lot of patrons actually have advertised leaks as one of the reasons to sign up previously. And it's definitely one of the driving forces or driving reasons that I chose to start publicly posting some leaks out. We make a point of never putting any leaks that we would get into the trading group. I don't believe that um, you should be exclusively trading on them or charging people for leaks in information. So as soon as they become live on Twitter or you like or someone else leaks them or now, if I chose to leak them, that would be when I would post them. Mm. You probably saw as well, as soon as I'd started leaking stuff earlier, we suddenly had about 100 other accounts that all had this information that started posting it as well. So it just shows like mm. the scale of how many people actually have these leaks. And when it gets to the stage of, again, like um, all of these people that have these patrons or have their little groups or have leaks or whatever, we'd get to promo day and if you sat on footbin for 10 minutes or footwiz or foothead or whatever you use within minutes you could work out which players were likely to be in the promo based on which cards had ridden in price which cards have dropped just because investments have become so heavy from these leaks for people that it was creating a very unfair market at the same right. time so while it's something that might be boosting your profile the patron's profile it's not something that is there for paid trading patron members if you like no, there's no exclusivity. And if anybody asks mm. if they receive access to them or anything, the answer is always no. And I, knowing full well it will turn people away, it's still not... It, it's tough because obviously like going down this route of leaking is a massive change in like morals and principles and everything. But I still have like a line, if you like. It doesn't make it any better, but there is still like a line which I don't want to cross ever. Well, that's the interesting thing about crossing this line. I think that was something that I saw there was frustration from people who were essentially involved in leaking or leak patrons that the stuff you'd shared was so early that it was clearly impacting them negatively and some of the frustration was coming from those people as much as it was from people genuinely frustrated about leaks. It, it's, it just opens up like such a long discussion though. It's like, what is okay to leak and when is it okay to leak it? Because so many people have the uh, mindset that you can leak between these hours and these hours. You can put this content out, but you can't leak in this manner, this manner, this manner. And it creates this really weird set of unwritten rules almost. Like I, I leaked a team that I got early as usual um, a week before the promo. And a lot of content creators who create graphics came out saying, well, you've just ruined my work. And that came as a shock to me because it's just something I didn't even consider. It was stupidity, naivety. But because of that, I would really try and go against leaking that early if I can help it because I don't want these guys to like lose this route of income or lose this route of work that, that that was never my intention to negatively impact anybody in the community it was the the two goals were always to like gain recognition gain followers gain clout or whatever you want to call it and to even up the playing field 
I mean, fair play, right? I guess honor amongst thieves or, you know, would be like kind of the expression that goes along with that. I like for me, though, the unwritten rules are still just for the benefit of those that are leaking. You don't want to leak too early because it means you can't get all the views and followers of like the buildup going into it. Because if you do it too early, the current promo is still going on and maybe it's not going to get as many views because, you know, people are still focused on that in game. So like they're benefiting the leakers. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. And also, if these are originating or one of the first steps is within the trading scene, then those people are going to be wanting to act on them first and then release them later for the public to gain uh, followers and things like that. So I think that's an important distinction. And that is something, Duck, that you certainly have benefited from and a reason why you've done this, right? It's not just a case of making these leaks more open, a hundred percent yeah i'd be lying if i said that the only goal was to even the playing field like that's i guess one way that i'm able to justify it to myself if i didn't have that reason and that purpose behind it i think i would have struggled more making the decision Mm. but alongside that obviously seeing the growth seeing the amount of work like a lot of accounts including myself put in how active we are with followers how we really try to provide free content reply to all messages and there's just no growth there anymore made me realize that my morals and my beliefs are actually possibly very outdated. The majority of the community actually love leaks. Mm. And it still baffles me. It's the hardcore guys, the content creators like us, who prefer they didn't exist. And I know, again, it's hypocritical me saying that. I feel like this is exactly what I was trying to get across on the pod last week, right? Like, it's not up to content creators to tell people what they should or shouldn't enjoy engaging with. Right. So like if the community enjoys engaging with it uh, as like a creator, if this is your primary like vocation, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not creating content that a greater amount of people are going to enjoy. Now, you can try to say we're going to take the high road and create a certain type of content, but that means you're going to need like your supporters for you to engage either in a over the top way i.e. whether that's like a patreon or a monthly subscription type deal to essentially like keep up well yeah exactly i mean for smaller communities or slightly more niche interests i mean the pod might have thousands of listeners but it wouldn't be viable without patron supporters great opportunity actually to mention there is that twenty four thousand fifa point competition over on the patreon that you can go and uh, check out just search support foot weekly you get an extra podcast every week as well there's loads of perks um it's just three pounds a month great opportunity to plug that thanks shapes but i wanted to say yeah, engagement doesn't necessarily equal enjoyment right just because a lot of people engage with something it can mean that they think it's important to note it doesn't necessarily mean that they've really enjoyed that piece of content but for as long as these leaks exist or come out they're going to be shared because they drive that engagement whether it is enjoyment or not and it's very easy of course for people to pass these things on as i'm sure he'll appreciate Doug. yeah copy and pasting information that's already out there hmm. followers you gain from it it shows how badly the community wants it but it is also insane like just knowing that like james could put out a player review video and it could be the most in-depth thing he's ever done in his life and taking him 50 hours but in this current scene, this current meta, posting a video with the new leaked team for the community would probably get a, yeah. a bajillion more views. And I hate the fact that we're at this stage of the game, but a few years back, we were 
probably have this podcast and we'd be saying, oh, didn't you miss the days when people would stream or make YouTube videos around actual gameplay and now everyone just opens packs and enforces gambling and shows that route from EA. Mm. And it's just adaption and eventually the, the end goal here is EA close it down and we don't get leaks so, anymore. But You talk about like the content that's popular now. Yeah. All of the rewards for gameplay are pack focused. So of course the content that people are going to want to see is going to revolve around these packs and these cards. A very, very high percentage of this community is around these foot items or cards and around pack content. So getting access to them early via leaks, it's no surprise that that content performs well. Right. And whether it's just engagement or actually enjoyment doesn't really matter because people grow their profile on the back of this it's always going to be around in the community for as long as EA allow it to come out. And that's what we should move on to talking about because actually what we're just speaking about here, we spoke about quite a bit last week on the supporter content episode. DJ, on the EA side of things, I think you had a question. My question was, what what do we think it would take for EA to change their processes and structures to close this down? Is this a big problem for them at the moment? If it isn't at the moment, what would it take for it to be an issue? It's going to have to impact their pocketbook. Like if people said until leaks stop, like promos aren't fun, we're not buying packs, like sure, I could see EA doing something, tightening it up. Right now though, like what do they like I doubt it's impacting their bottom line. Mm. EA saying nothing. Like sometimes when you say nothing, it's an it's it can be viewed as an endorsement. And so for me, like the fact that there's like not a level of condemning Mm. done by ea on this all right well they don't care so they must be cool with it is it very tough for them though so let's say i leak something and then castro tweets out oh my god look at this leaked player like they can't prosecute me without prosecuting castro yeah or like take any action because no no but what i'm I'm saying is is that the problem they have though like they can't isolate the leaks but, but here's here's my point you can say like we're going to start taking action against those. We're also conducting like internal investigations, and those like accountable will be dealt with, mm. right? Did you guys see Footspy's tweet? Sorry to just quickly jump in. Yesterday, yeah, it was basically that he'd. I don't know what it was his DM, but essentially saying that it was someone working very closely with EA teams, but not actually in EA who had access to basically what was upcoming because they were creating assets for the EA team, right? Yeah. Uh, they said eight weeks in advance, so that's how early leaks are out. Two months in advance. Mm. To me, to me, the, this is like contractually, that person should probably be signing an NDA. Yeah, they will. And be, if EA wants to, yeah. then an NDA is a non-disclosure agreement. If anybody's wondering, which means you basically have to keep your mouth shut for a specific period of time, sometimes in perpetuity. If that person, that contractor, is signing an NDA, which I would be absolutely shocked if they're not it is like uh in some ways like would be a business 101 and they're leaking still beyond that ea has grounds to take legal action against that person clearly they don't care what does it matter and this is the bit that i come back to so as a man that has drafted and advised on ndas in my previous life uh as oh, a lawyer yes, please yeah um you know that they're there purely as um 99 of the time they're there to dissuade people from acting in a certain way actually enforcing them hugely expensive uh to get an injunction to stop people acting before they do it if you expect them to do it the only other way of getting remedy is to bring a breach of contract claim which means you've got to prove loss 
And there's no way EA is going to run any form of public campaign which proves the financial loss a leak will have hit for them. So mm. enforcing an NDA, really, really hard. Um, the the practical solution for them is one, and this comes back to my original question of what would it take? You know, what is the impact on them? Because the practical solution is to close the net uh, and close the team that work on it and also release later and later and later. So you're working on tighter timescales with a smaller number of touch points. Obviously, the way they do promos at the moment, they're using external agencies, we've heard about, for design and other things. PR and comms, that definitely goes external to a number of people because, for example, PlayStation email about the latest promo a couple of days after it comes out. There's information all over the place at the moment. So for them to actually practically close it down, I would say legally not much you can do unless you've got real punchy loss you'd want to actually enforce against. You'd have to go for practical solutions. I, it's shocking that there's not in-house design. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also this thing of contractual work is often preferred in many ways for corporations because it is more fluid for them. There's less risk involved. They can you know, turn things over quicker in terms of staff and things like that if it's contractual. There's a lot of advantages there for them. And it would be a really significant change, I would imagine, especially considering what we just talked about, how embedded some of these third parties might be to completely break the process, uh, do things very differently. Uh, while it would be very much worth it from our perspective, I'm not sure whether it would be from their perspective, as James, you were highlighting. I think what would be interesting, though, and what I think, funnily enough, ironically would make a huge difference is if, for example, the people who've said, I'm ignoring leaks because I prefer not to see them, and I appreciate that's also my stance, but if those people, your Castro's, Batesons, etc., were sharing these leaks as soon as they could, I guarantee there'd be a far bigger push internally within EA to stop these things from coming out. Oh yeah, uh, you know that would make such a big difference. If they if they were if all of the content for the remainder of the year, like say, or even a month say, in advance, right? I mean, well, but what I'm what I was going to say is, you know, they're talking about having this content like say like eight weeks out. Yeah. So what I was going to say is, say the game drops and somebody drops a list of all of the promos that are going to happen through December, mm. EA would lose their freaking minds over that. That's a huge problem. So, and this is kind of my point. I think you know, I I'm sure there is efforts to going on because you, you, in some ways, when they see something that looks like it's come from an internal team, it, I think they'd be very concerned about stuff like that. But my point is, just the leaks that are going through third parties, things like that. I, I don't know how. I think it's very very difficult for them to to stop those and very time consuming to work out who it is. But if it was going to have a bigger impact than it currently does then I think you would see them doing something about it. And this feels like the direction of travel. If more and more is going to be leaked earlier and earlier, eventually it becomes too much of a problem for it to happen mm. and they have to start closing the net. Well, yeah, and just the final thing to say is actually this is a reflection of, I would say, wider society, social media, things like that. I mean, you look at someone like Fabrizio Romano, who's basically leaking a huge amount of football information constantly or certainly over the transfer windows and there are all these insider accounts that you see and I mean a lot of journalists essentially what they report on is in some way leaked whether deliberately or not and certainly even in politics DJ in the UK it's been a huge huge part of what's gone on in the past year and has just become almost part of life more generally not just a foot scene. Yeah, you know, as we've seen, uh, this government in particular in the UK mm. uses leaks as a standard way of uh, informing the informing the country. 
Um, and, you know, therefore it is an accepted part of culture. Uh, and it seems to be the direction of travel we've been going in for a while. Yeah, completely. I think that's where we're going to leave this conversation. Some may be relieved to hear or some may want more chat about it. We may well speak about it more in the future. But either way, we're going to talk about the current content that is out in the game at the moment, Duck. Not coming in the future, just to be completely clear. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back to talk our pound for pound powerhouses. That's the players that we think are the best value around at the moment. They'll then be thrown into a vote. We'll be talking to Duck about the market, ice and fire and why that ended up Perhaps ironically, lukewarm. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, and in this break, news of a 24,000 FIFA point competition. It is that time of the year, a time for giving, and the pod is giving back to the supporters who've given so much to keep this podcast going. So if you are a supporter, do enter that. And if you are not, then perhaps you'll consider becoming a supporter. It's just £3 a month. You get double the podcast content, as I always say. It's super quick and easy to sign up. You can stop at any time, and the best time to sign up is early in the month. So you can head over, you can enter that giveaway, potentially win what is the equivalent of supporting the pod for two years in the form of FIFA points or a voucher. And of course, you're guaranteed to be getting the extra podcast every week and at the higher tiers, things like support the Discord with the Tactic Bank, etc. Just search for Weekly Patron or you can go directly to the giveaway, bit.ly slash podxmas22. So that's bit.ly slash pod xmas 22 thank you very much if you consider doing that while ads like i'm about to read next might help a bit they don't make the podcast sustainable and make it possible to do two podcasts every week which has been amazing so a huge thank you to those patron supporters for making that possible so listener while i'm often told that i'm blessed with a strong beard game it means i know better than most that not all hair on your head is created equal very convenient then that Manscaped are turning their attention to our noses and ears, some of the hardest places to keep tidy. They've just released a new product, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, and would like to offer you a discount. The waterproof trimmer offers proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. It uses a premium 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system and is the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use, and you'll get a replacement blade every three months to keep your hair removal clean and enjoyable free yourself from straggly hairs and clear those airways with manscaped who are very generously offering a great discount for pod listeners you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code foot at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code fut thank you very much to manscaped for offering the discount and let's get back into the pod Welcome back to part two. We start with pound for pound powerhouse. And this is the best value player that we've seen over the past week or so. They can be from the market, SBC, objective player. They really should be around and available at the moment. And last week, the first ever listener win was SBC Haller. So congratulations to Broadfield. He's the champion for last week. We'll put these together in a vote on the Foot Weekly podcast Twitter, which is at Foot Weekly Pod. So check that out if you want to vote. Right, let's get into it then. Duck, who's your suggestion? So this was tough because like, I'm not a big gameplay guy, but I did play Weekend League this weekend. So there was stuff like uh, PK SBC, which looked like really good value, and I didn't get on with him. And then Condogbeer, who looks like a monster, and he's good. He's just nothing special. But when I have been playing this year, I've been using a kind of like a La Liga backline with like Lodi and stuff. And I've tried out uh, Felix and I've tried out Suarez in there. And this new Crea card mm. that also fills that link gap for me. But 
for less than half the price of Suarez and a third of the price of Felix with incredible stats across the board, 4-4. I just personally feel like he is quite good value on the market as it stands. Yeah, good suggestion. And you've actually used him, which is nice. So how did he feel in game, did you think? I think Felix feels better, but for three times more, you'd expect him to feel a bit Mm. better. But he kind of, as a striker, he does the job Suarez could do. As if you were playing him as more of a playmaker role, then Suarez is better. But as an out-and-out striker, which is his card, I thought he was actually great, mm-hmm. to be honest. The 4-4 is a huge bonus on a striker. And having like almost 90 pace, 90 shooting, 90 dribbling, it's, yeah, I, I thought he was good value for me. Yeah, a more expensive one, but certainly offers good value if you look at his stats and his price. Um, let's move on to this listener suggestion from Carl Eric. He goes for the second in form Savanier for this week's pound for pound powerhouse. He maybe doesn't make it into many people's main squad, but if you're going to go liquid or need the Farmers League link, he's more than adequate. With a shadow, he gets 88 acceleration, 89 vision, 88 short passing, 95 balance and 95 interceptions, as well as 90 aggression. He's four star, four star, high attacking medium work rate. At the time of writing, he is the cheapest 85 rated inform on the market. So there we go. A very good budget option. Let's throw it over to DJ. Who are you going to be putting forward? Before I give you my selection, I was going to flag the amazing value you can get for the brilliant Tap Sober. Uh, now he's been upgraded to an 86. Yeah. As is the way of this market, he was 60-odd K, and then he got better and uh, is immediately half that price now. So he's 32, 33K on both Xbox and PlayStation. 92 uh, CB with the shadow, can pass the ball, physical, brilliant. So if you've got 33K and can make the chem work, go and get him. And that inform Hirodeki ain't bad in goal either to make him work. Yeah, and has had a few mentions on the pod, including a pound-for-pound pound win. Um, DJ, who are you going to go for as your suggestion? I picked up that Alexis Claude Maurice, the red or fire version, I think we're calling it. Mm. He's 40k now. When you've got sort of starting pace of uh, 90 with 91 acceleration, he's a bit of fun. He's also got some solid defensive stats, even though he's an attacking mid. Uh, 75 defending overall with good, de- uh, you know, acceptable awareness and interceptions. So yeah, I've been playing him as a third C- uh, as a CM in a three. And he's been doing really well with a dead eye on him. I've got him at 95 vision, 98 short passing. Pretty solid finisher, big shot power, gets around the park. Uh, he's got four-star skills as well. It's only a three-star weak foot, but it's a good card. And at 40k, really cheap. But also, I really liked him because I got the chemistry to get a towel in as well, the uh, signature signing one, who's obviously brilliant. Yeah, it is funny, actually. That was someone I was thinking of going for. And uh, that's okay, because my next option is as good, if not better, potentially, or I'm hoping better. And that is Tagliafico, the objective. Now, I would personally say the dribbling version definitely edges it because he has the 91 reactions and 91 balance, 86 agility, 86 ball control, 82 dribbling, 86 composure. And you're going to be max boosting his pace because... You want to pretty much max it out, which you can do with a shadow. You can't boost the dribbling if you boost pace to the max. So therefore, uh, with a shadow chemistry style, he looks fantastic. Defensive stats all up there, 90 plus pretty much. And 87 aggression, which is great. 78 strength, 92 stamina, 93 jumping. He's got not the best short passing, 81, and the long passing, 79, which... Although not amazing, I think it will be fine, especially with how good he should feel on the ball. He's also got high, high work rates. The objectives aren't too bad to complete. And I think it's nice to see an objective player who can link to some of the really good value Erdovisi players we've had in the past. Do you think Graven Birch uh, and plenty of others too? So uh, really good to see. 
And I think on that, we're ready to throw it over to Japes. There are a lot of cards that have come out recently, and many of them I have (laughs) no real interest in. I don't think this guy is the most compelling price yet, but he's the only card of the group that I have any level of interest in. And I would say my interest level, Ben, is high. Having not used him, though, but certainly planning to do so, is the uh, fire version of Jules Kunde. He's probably around Mm. like 300K right now. You and I, no secret here, we do love some reactions. And having 97 reactions, 93 composure to go with 81 agility, 84 balance, maxed out interceptions, almost maxed out standing tackle. Uh, That card, you know, I've been running the three back right now. He looks absolutely ideal as an outside CB in a three back. And I think it's going to be near impossible for me to stay away from him, especially with the flashback bends and, you know, some of the, you know, my Griezmann card that I love just makes for some easy, easy links. Mm. That's a good shout. Interesting, actually, because I reckon that the ice version, the other one, is going to be the more expensive one, right? Because if you look at the stats, the ice version has like a much bigger physical boost, which is what most people will be looking at with Kunde, because obviously, you know, he starts as a not particularly strong center back. It's a slight boost on the fire version, but the ice one uh, has 86 strength versus 81 and still has 90 reactions. On the flip side, I guess as an outside centre-back, his ability kind of on the ball in terms of his agility, balance, ball control, etc. I guess that's going to be more important, isn't it? So hence your interest in the fire one. Here's the thing. If I was really concerned about the physical, I'd just make him like a little bit slower and throw an anchor on him. If it was really like something that I was concerned about, I think. Mm. On the flip side, like I'm never ever going to take a look at the the ice version and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put a guardian on him. Yeah, no, I get that. And actually, I reckon the physical boosted version will probably be the more expensive. So better value in that sense. Let me move us on to then, oh, I should say, do vote at for weekly pod in the poll to decide who should win this week. And we move on to asking you, Duck, while we have you, I know you've got to go shortly about the market. I know December is a time when fodder can increase quite a bit. There's certainly tends to be a downward trajectory of meta players. What are your thoughts on how things are looking at the moment? Just to very quickly go off topic here and talk about what we spoke to before, EA know that players prefer upgrade SBCs. Upgrade SBCs are basically everything, whether it's a 75+, plus, the 81+, plus, icon SBCs, heroes. That is the driving content, mm. which seems to outweigh absolutely everything at the moment. So building a team or buying these meta players at almost any point in this game cycle unless it's for a fairly quick flip, has almost always been the wrong choice because EA have just been pumping upgrade content constantly. Mm, Which drains both players and coins, of course. Yep, it drains coins and forces FIFA point sales, which is a very smart marketing move. Mm -hmm. At this stage at Christmas, when you can expect a lot of content to come based on previous years, and based on previous years, you see the Icon SBCs come and Prime Icons drop and all of that kind of stuff, there's no other move really than fodder being the smart move so you're saying best investments are in fodder not really worth the risk of going and looking at the meta players that are impacts currently if people want to get these players for their teams when are you kind of anticipating or actually i guess generally when has been the time to buy uh, in your opinion i mean with this team it's a bit different so let's say um 
the new Jesus card had like 80 pace or whatever, like a minus 10 pace, mm. then this one would be the premium card and the other one would be considered fairly trash, I'm guessing. So it would be like a buy time as soon as you found out the information at six o'clock when it drops, obviously, which is the earliest you could. With like a normal promo, then yeah, around the end of the week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, depending on what's going on is usually the time to pick them up. Yeah, that makes sense. The more expensive ones a bit earlier and then the cheaper ones usually like on the Thursday morning with supply. Yeah, that's a good point to note. And uh, the Icon SBC was pretty good value actually, wasn't it? Really good value. Um, And do you think that's already had an impact on fodder or is it okay to jump in there? A lot of people will sell their fodder investments at the first chance as well. So it's just draining supply from investors almost the first few times. But there's a reason they made it so cheap. Like it's it's hard not to complete yeah. this icon SBC because of its yeah. value, which is a really weird thing to say. But it's difficult not to take a gamble for 300k on the chance of a mid or baby icon. Yeah. And if they just release that again or they make it repeatable, then clubs are going to get drained and fodder's going to go up and metas are all going to crash horribly. Mm. and then team of the year comes and they just restart the cycle. Yeah, that makes sense. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a marketing plan where Champions League cards came for like the knockout stages and they gave them like a much bigger boost. So they were all just like plus threes or plus fours or something. And they set a new power curve that would completely reset the current meta yeah. and allow them to build on it for the rest of the year or something weird like that. Well, actually, yeah, funnily enough, I was having a conversation about this with someone recently and that that might be something we see because previously obviously it was a plus one wasn't it um and then we saw them basically be a reskin of the regular gold but the ucl design i think is in the database and could well come and that would be a really smart way of revitalizing uh, the gold rare market interesting to see if that does actually happen right let's uh, wrap things up ducks i know you've got to go and get trading so thank you very much for coming on and giving your insights and explaining why it's not so black and white certainly for you i guess listeners can draw their own conclusions on what they think about this but uh, nonetheless appreciate your openness and honesty and uh, coming on the pod thank you for having me oh, great to have you and uh, although dark's gone we'll continue to chat now about the ice versus fire campaign as i said Maybe a bit of a lukewarm response, but there are still some interesting players in here. I mean, Valverde, for example, potentially one of the better midfielders in the game, the five-star week for ice version, three-star skills and very expensive. Obviously got some players at the cheaper end, Perea, Schulz and Babu, but it's an expensive team, actually, I have to say. And although that might suggest otherwise, that reaction that people have had might be because of the Premier League dominance of the attacking players. You think Traore, Jesus, Rashford, Pulisic as the SBC. Maybe a little bit disappointing from a non-Premier League perspective that you've only really got Correa there otherwise. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of locked into Bundesliga at the moment. So it exactly that when I sort of saw the selection, I was like, oh, there's not much I can do to spice up the attack here. So what can I do hmm. with what's there? To then again, Mbappé and Schultz. No? Well, yeah, so Schultz actually, you know, I managed to um, take a huge loss on Alphonse Davis, but sold him uh, and brought in the brought in the red fire Schultz purely because um, I don't really push forward my fullbacks and just get him to sit. Now, Shadow, he maxes out his, his pace, good interceptions. He's strong enough, good stamina, but he's also got um, 85 short and 85 long passing. And I like hitting mm. those balls down the line uh, with my fullbacks to my wide players. So actually, I could cash in some 
cashing some chips on uh, on Alphonse and uh, on Fonzi and bring in Schultz and and still be actually probably more defensively solid and have slightly better passing. So mm. uh, yeah, it was a bit of a result that one. I'll take that. Uh, and then reinvested those coins in an icon pack and managed to get myself uh, Japes's favourite, uh, the baby Mateus. I've not used him this year, but I am usually a fan. Yeah, I guess it's a little trickier because Tom Kalefi, gameplay producer on Twitter, confirmed that it's the item's position that causes the penalty that players get for being swapped into centre-back even in-game. So that player's probably going to be playing with a penalty, no? No, and, and not if you start a five-back. Oh, yeah, yeah, three centre-backs, that works. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Sule, Tapsober, and Mateus, and then move him forward. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I completely overlooked that. Um, good point. I bet he would be so dominant as a... Uh, you know what you have to do for me, DJ? Just to, Just humor me here. Play a three-back at some point. Play him as an outside yeah. CB with step-up, overlap and join the attack and just tell me what he does. <laughs> okay i'll give it a whirl uh, and actually japes just to get back onto ice versus fire a lot of people have been a bit uninspired by this campaign uh, saying it's a little unclear is that what you think as well no i mean i think it's i think it's pretty darn clear my apathy is really i suppose what it is towards this promo is like like probably a general annoyance that i think some of these cards they just completely like bamboozled the power curve and now I'm at a place where like if I want to compete with top elite division players, I either have to figure out how to go get some of these cards into my team or like not play and wait for their price. You know, I, like I it's not that not play and like they're gonna come down, but I feel like I'm just annoyed with where the power curve is right now for these cards already. And Gabriel Jesus, that new one that came out, so you slap like a marksman on him, sure he doesn't doesn't have maxed out pace, but he's a ninety five mm. rated striker in game. Like, are you serious? Yeah, but then isn't Mbappe as well? So is it that different? I always think actually if there's alternatives that at least increases the variety in the game. I, I don't know whether it's increasing the power curve considering he's pretty much the same price. I hear what you're saying. I'm just saying like, sure, now there's perhaps like an alternative to Mbappe or whatever. I guess the point that I'm trying to make here is like, it just has far reaching impacts for every single promo that's to come from now on. Yeah, I guess all top end campaign players essentially have to be up there with the Jesus and Rashford, right? Yeah, it has to it has to like meet the standard. I don't know. It's just gonna be mm. annoying. It's just annoying. Yeah, it's funny because I remember seeing the leaks saying five star skills versus five star weak foot, some of the stats of the players and thinking this seems well beyond the power curve. So actually when it came out, I wasn't surprised it wasn't what people expected, but I also was quite relieved in terms of the power curve. As you say, I didn't think it's nearly as bad as uh, it could have been. Obviously the power curve this year, I think, has gone up quicker and some of these players are very strong, but I don't think they're exceeding some of the top gold rares in the game. So potentially you could say it is on a par and it doesn't seem to have dropped those players in price that significantly either. So I don't know. It's an interesting one. I certainly think there's been a lukewarm reaction, but I just wonder, DJ, if that is more because of the things around it rather than the concept itself. Yeah, as a promo, I think if you take it in isolation and you look into the detail of it, it's really interesting and there's some really good stuff in there and there's some subtleties to the changes in ratings. But it's fighting against two problems, I think. One, we've obviously been uh, seeing unprecedented amount of early leaks, which we've been chatting about with Duck already, um, uh, but we can see it all over the place. And therefore, the expectation that was built around what this promo could be before we actually saw what it was, was so out of control that it was always going to be a disappointment in comparison. Mm. I'm glad it wasn't that in the end, but relatively, you can see why people are disappointed. I think the other... Mm 
bit and definitely true of this promo is they've tried to do something a bit different which is interesting but i think the comms around it have been pretty terrible that actually you've got to really dig into it to understand what they're trying to achieve and they definitely could have been um, a lot more explicit maybe even showing uh, the comparison between the two players or even just talking about the difference between the fire and the ice so that people could really understand what they were getting and i think you know you have to be an avid fan who's prepared to dig below the surface to really understand it and it's grown on me the more i've understood it but i didn't like you know i'm not a big fan of the promo mainly on the player selection i think it's a bit boring but um beyond that Mm. actually the concept's good and they're doing some more interesting stuff but it took me a long time to work that out yeah i think that is a really good point and i was thinking you know we had the numbers up promo which had highlighted stats which are going to be increased over time now you could argue that maybe there'd be some confusion because of what that means for numbers up but i don't think that necessarily be the case they could do a different kind of color or maybe put a star next to it or something along those lines i'm sure they could do something to indicate um this is different to numbers up but highlighting the stat which has had the bigger boost so for example you know kunde with his ice version has the bigger physical upgrade they could have highlighted the physical stat and then for the one that has a dribbling upgrade they could highlight the dribbling stat i think even that would probably make people realize oh yeah that's what's going on because i'm looking at the two squads here right next to each other and because it's just all numbers i can't really tell you very quickly what the differences are between the cards right yeah. so even that may have made it made a bit of a difference absolutely make it easy for your consumer make it easy for people yeah. to buy into it and i don't think they've made it very accessible with the communication hmm. yeah i think i was asking the supporter discord what they thought about it and it did feel like it was more a matter of it being a bit unclear or perhaps not communicated right or that they'd been misled by the leaks. I don't think it's necessarily the concept itself which has caused it to uh, not be as popular as expected. You know, it's funny that you say that it hasn't gone down well. I think if uh, you were to ignore Twitter folk and just take a look at the prices of these cards, I think you would say it has gone down well because these cards are highly in demand just based purely on the prices that they're going for. Mm. So I would just kind of leave it at that and say, you know, the market does not lie. Because people got to put their coins where their mouth, you know, money where their mouth is. Yeah, that's a good point and a good point to end it on too. So thank you very much to our guests here. Thank you to DJ for providing a unique insight on this pod. Oh, thank you for inviting me along. Been an absolute pleasure. Certainly has. And we should say if people are gold or above supporters, then do check out the supporter discord where pretty much all the perks for the gold and above tier are. And you'll be able to find DJ there too. Yeah, I've, I've, I've started to move away from, from a lot of the general social media in favor of the excellent community in the Discord. Uh, and uh, <laughs> always uh, keen to express my opinions there, whether people want to hear them or not. So come mm, and say hello. Yeah, plenty of opinions, plenty of icon roulettes at the moment. But yes, thank you very much to DJ and thank you very much, Japes, for coming on. Yes, a pleasure as always. Uh, to the guests of course it's been real you guys are always a pleasure to chat with and to the viewers thank you guys for listening to all of the hot or not so hot takes <laughs> that you get from time to time um, where can people catch you uh, of course uh, if people want to debate my takes or whatever you can always tweet me at air japes thank you very much and thank you very much to the listeners too for tuning in if you'd like to subscribe then you will get next week's podcast delivered directly to your feed and that'll be uh, the gameplay podcast and it'll be roughly thursday the content podcast next week will be the supporter episode and so the supporter episode this week is the gameplay pod and that will drop on thursday over on the patron a great time to sign up actually because of the twenty-four thousand fifa point competition you can sign up and enter over at bit.ly slash 
podxmas22. If you're already a supporter, jump in there and enter. Uh, you can also just search for weekly patron. Thank you very much to all those supporters keeping the podcast going and to those icon patrons. Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Dougie, Chris W, Hugh J, Steve C, David S, Matt L, George, Alistair, Alan G, Anthony R, Dominic, Rob P, Pobius, L, Jeff B, Christopher R, Stephen F, Michael, Tom B, Damon H, Nick Jack M, Savage P, Eric T, Roger D, Dan W, Sila P, Matt H, Harry P, Neil P, Adam G, At Pace of a Tortoise, Brian S, Andrew C, Jake G, Michael P, Springford, Zach O, Dominic G, Ruben D, Kraus, Orion B, Mindor L, Jason O, and Stephen P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow is a new kind of furniture company, one that believes furniture and the furniture shopping process should fit seamlessly into your life. Their in-house design studio has thought of everything. From premium, durable hardwood frames to stain and scratch-resistant fabrics, their modular sofas and sectionals don't just look good and feel comfortable, they're built to last. They're also easy to assemble, add to, and reassemble whenever you need. No tools necessary. Beyond seating, Burrow offers coffee tables, credenzas, easy-to-mount shelves, and practically anything else you might need for your space, all designed to fit together perfectly. And every single Burrow order, no matter how small or large, includes free shipping to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order when you go to burrow.com slash podcast. That's burrow.com slash podcast for 15% off your first order. Burrow.com slash podcast. Before I leave you, though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you on the next podcast. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.